I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Me me, do you love me? Are you writing another hit? book or amazing joke that's right follow up with mimi hayes boom intro done Ooh, nailed it. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good little hi i'm joe and i'm lauren and we are the, the narrow nerds yes that was oh, a good. i feel pretty good on, i feel pretty good about that Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Who do I have on the other end? It's not Lauren, because you don't hear any fear in my voice. It's my tiny pocket size, amazing friend, the beautiful, the talented, the incredible Mimi Hayes. What's up, Mimi? Hi, Joe. How How are you? I'm so happy to be like, nobody else can see you. I can see you because you're on my computer screen. I'm so Uh happy to see you and be talking to you. This is awesome. And Mimi has beautiful flowy hair and she's... (laughs) She's has a golden brown tan. Oh, yes. I'm so tan right now. You wouldn't yeah, even that's recognize a, me. <laughs> that's a bold face lie. Mimi is the color of eggshell. <laughs> so what's up, Mimi? How I, are you? I prefer the shade Team Edward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, is that that glistening that's going on? I, you know, I saw a little bit of glistening. I was like, oh, sunlight hits your, hits your flesh. Yes, I'm glowing. You are glowing because you're awesome. So Mimi, you're obviously a friend of the show friend of mine you're one of the most talented people in the world and you're also you've also been our audible ad uh neuro nerds book of the month for like a couple of months in a row now i know it's been awesome it's it's been an awesome book so um speaking of audible shameless plug <laughs> audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership as a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury but with audible i can now enjoy as many books as i want just by listening before i started using audible i was having trouble reading my brain buddy mimi hayes's book i'll be okay it's just a hole in my head but once it popped up on audible i immediately put it on my wish list Read Mimi's book with us. That's right. The Neural Nerds are forming a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the Neural Nerds. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of Audible, it's been a great way for me to get through your book as far as I've gotten in. Full disclosure, Joe hasn't finished. Don't yell at Joe. Joe still hey. speaks about himself in a third person. Something wrong Hate with Joe. Yourself, Joe. There's, yourself. Something, there's something wrong with Joe for sure. Well, it's because uh, it, as said in said ad, um, I have trouble retaining information. I have trouble reading, processing, and then holding on to that information. So I've gone through about three fourths of your book um, via audible. And it's, it's, it's been amazing. It's been really, really good. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is so joyous and wonderful. As opposed to the seven pages 
that I read several times. Yeah, you were on those page seven for nine months, maybe. Oh my God, it's so frustrating. So here's a bummer. Bummer is I fancy myself pretty bright dude. No, I'm kind of an idiot, but you know, I'm not like an idiot, idiot. And it just made me feel so bad that like I'm reading this page. I'm like, yes, this is great. And then the next page, I'm like, how how did this start? Damn it. Let me read it again. Read it again. I'll get through a couple more pages. Oh, wait, wait, huh? How did I get here? Shit. Got to go all the way back. It was so frustrating. You know, that's why the miracle of technology and Audible, thank you for putting your book on Audible. Seriously, it's very helpful for me. And I'm sure several of you out there. Um, So Mimi, let us talk so about, Joe. let's talk about said book. <laughs> you, you actually kind of toured the world based yeah. on this, based on this book of the one woman show that you put together based on your book, which is based on Mimi's life. Spoiler alert. <laughs> She's, she has another hole in her head. <laughs> Twice the size. Yes. Um, no, I, it was super exciting. I, um, I adapted the book into a one woman um, storytelling comedy drama and I took it to, uh, I know, I know there is, there's drama, there's intrigue. No, no, there, uh, there, there is. And it was, it's great that you said comedy drama. Cause I was like, why am I laughing at this? This is serious. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to have happen is that people can, you know, read or listen to it or watch it if I'm doing the show. Yeah, eventually Um, that's going to be down the pipeline for sure. Yeah. And I got to take it to Edinburgh and um, I just was like, hey, this is what this is. This is uh, the stage adaptation of this book. And then if you enjoyed it, meet me in the back uh, of this warehouse that we're in. Like you were offering up something more than a conversation, no, Mimi. Joe, oh, hey guys, do you like this book? Out of the gutter. No, me, I like, hey, me out back. <laughs> this is how we do things in Hollywood. <laughs> Joe, awesome. uh, you're so immature, but I love you for it. It's also oh my, my favorite thing about you. I'm forever 13. She says immature <laughs> as in the background, there's a giant poster of Django Fett on the wall. So. You know, this is just who I am, Mimi. It's who I am. And while wearing a Punisher t-shirt because Joe's Forever 13. Um, so Edinburgh is in Scotland? Yes. Yeah, because I didn't know what that was. When you said, oh, I'm going to go to Edinburgh. I'm going to go to Edinburgh. I was like, is that like, I don't know, Westboro? Is that like where all the hateful <laughs> people are? Like, I wouldn't go there. Yeah, it's a, it's a yearly um, arts festival in Scotland. And you will see every single kind of performer there. You'll see street performers. You'll see comedians. You'll see cabaret. You'll see, you know, musicals. Yes, was cabaret. There, was there mimes? Uh, actually, I don't think I saw any mimes, but I'm sure there were. That's it. I'm, I'm going as a mime. It. I'm going to be like <laughs> the worst mime. I'm just going to be like, hey, guys. Oh, damn it. No. <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> so how how was that experience? Because this is like a big deal. You know, number one, just to put a book together and put all of your raw emotion and because you don't really hold back like you kind of you kind of went in, which is beautiful. And I think I think that's what's what's um, I think that's what's beautiful about you, Mimi. You're like, hey, fuck it. This happened to me. And this is what I'm putting out there. Like, I'm, I'm not holding back. That's what I love about your comedy. That's what I love about the stuff that you put out to the world. That's what I love about your dancing in the hospital. You're like, hey, this is me. This is what I'm doing. Was it not awkward? Because it wasn't awkward. Was it like strangely emotional to get up there and tell your story? Um, yes, a little bit because I'd never done a show quite like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not stand up. You know, I do have a stand up kind of set about my experience, and I pull you know funny punchlines and stuff that I think is really inappropriate and funny about being in a hospital and, you know, um, but the, the show itself was a whole new experience for me. Cause I've never been that vulnerable before, like on stage. Right. Um, I literally come like close to tears and I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a moment and you, you're probably close to that point. And there's a moment in the book and I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. And I just, lay it all out there and um people in the audience would laugh and or or they would be kind of like can I laugh and then I'd be like yes you can like I would literally like see them struggling with that and I'm like hey listen if you're not laughing at this something's wrong with you because it's actually very funny (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's a really interesting you know balancing act between being inappropriate and laughing at something that's like really not funny 
or actually making something that's not funny at all funny. And I think that's where you excel. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about your writing and your humor. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to, well, to be honest, I was using it as a coping mechanism. Um, so the book was, yeah, I was completely covered in fear and anxiety about, you know, almost dying. And so I was just like, well, let's just examine how we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how catheters are hilarious and <laughs> terrifying because someone stuck something up your hoo-ha without your permission, but actually you did sign your permission. It was just in very tiny writing. Oh, it's because you're a small person. It, <laughs> tiny font for a tiny person. Um, <laughs> but I just really wanted to explore um, my humor. my And my voice like had never... I'd never been a writer before this point, before I started writing the book. And so it was like, oh, I can say whatever I want to say. I don't have to like, you know, hold anything back. There was no one saying like, um, you can't say that or you need to be more academic or that's not appropriate. Like I was just like going for it and just someone. Isn't that freeing and amazing just to be like, hey, I'm my own boss and this is my story to tell. And this is how I'm going to tell it. I, I would think that would be just so freeing. Mm-hmm. It was. It was very cathartic too, you know. Especially when I was getting to the traumatic parts, and I was like, "Oh, you know, maybe you should actually deal with this in some capacity." Um, and that's when I had like editors and coaches that I was working with at the time be like, "Were you actually laughing at this, or were you terrified?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I was actually terrified." <laughs> oh, is that coming across <laughs> that this is a terrifying situation? This is life changing. You know what? One part of your book that stuck out with me, and it stuck out with me forever, and it's pissed me off, is some dude in this book there's a dude in this book i'm gonna say not nice right is that a nice way to say it instead of saying prick instead of saying dummy instead of saying evil person just kind of a dick sure is that like you you go you say whatever you want to say about this human being you know what (laughs) that guy can go fuck off that's what i can say (laughs) because my friend mimi hayes is perfect in any and all ways and this dude was kind of a dick that must so all right not to like make it about like another person but like a dude or a woman for a guy or a guy for a guy i don't know what it was it's an inclusive world (laughs) whatever it is but your partner, right? Like that the other side is so important to us in our day to days or getting through a traumatic injury. And you kind of like leaned on this dude a little bit and he just kind of like pushed you away because he's a jerk and a very sad person. And it really hurt me. Like it like I I cried. Joe has emotions, yeah. Mimi. Joe has emotions yeah. because I know you. You're you're my friend. And I was just reading this and like I felt every word and I felt sadness. I felt rejection. I felt anger. Like I felt all of that stuff. And now I kind of want to punch that dude in the dick. <laughs> Did you use his real name? No. Can I have his address? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, when I first started writing the book, I was incredibly heartbroken over this person. And this happened before the injury. So there was a breakup um, from, you know, five years with the same person that I really, you know, Five years, that's, that's, to, that's, that's way too long. That's a long time. Uh, <laughs> I say that as being in a 10 year relationship. <laughs> but I really, um, I really led myself to believe that this relationship was everything. And so when it ended, I thought I was nothing. I thought I was, I didn't know who I was, you know? And so when right. I started writing the book, I was still incredibly angry and upset. So I had to forgive him and tell this story and give him a character um, I know you're like, forgiveness, what's that? <laughs> what, what is this word you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> but to really give him a fair shake and to just say, you know, this is my, I know your, your face is going crazy right now. It, it is, sorry. I'm, you, I've said this a million times. I'm viciously loyal to my people. I like I, I am. I'm so angry that you even said anything nice or did Fuck that guy. Sorry. Continue. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Um, but then as I, as I went through the the brain trauma, you know, shortly after the, the heart trauma, I was like, oh, um, I'm way stronger than I thought I was. I mean, if, if I obviously not to, um, you know, 
not respect my trauma at the time because it was the biggest trauma having a breakup from a five-year-long relationship you know that was the biggest thing to ever have happened to me but then when my head exploded i was like oh this is worse (laughs) (laughs) it kind of puts things in perspective (laughs) (laughs) um but it really opened up a whole new possibility for me to love myself and honestly i wouldn't have had it any other way because not being in a relationship when i entered the brain injury gave me an opportunity to figure out who I was outside of that and to love myself fully. And I'm still like working on it. It's a very hard process, but I would be able to do things like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to dance in my hospital room because I love dancing and I can walk now. So that's so cool. And I would just, just be myself and love myself in really small ways that like, I didn't need anybody to be like, I love that you do this and I love you and uh, I need you. (laughs) No, I didn't have any of that. I mean, I had my friends and my family who were like absolutely incredible. And I hope that they've made you cry as well because they're very strong characters in this book. As Oh, you're you're a very attractive mother. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Go Janet. (laughs) I, I, I love your mom. Hey, one day I'll be your stepdad. How's that feel? So awkward. (laughs) You better watch out. Okay, you are seriously loyal. My dad is like ten times seriously loyal than you. Oh, your your attractive father, who somehow, (laughs) some way, I'll be your stepfather with him. I don't know what's going on. Maybe we'll move to Utah. You don't. You never know what's going on. (laughs) But no, that's that's such a. uh, It's so beautiful, but it was so. It's that the that whole situation with the relationship really, really spoke to me because I've been in shitty relationships. I've been disappointed on the other side, the other side, just not being the person that I guess I envisioned or I thought they were. I I didn't. I think I just made them out to be something else, just like this dude. I'm sure you're like, oh, this guy is no, this guy's a prick. This guy's like the worst. This guy's the worst. (laughs) So and it's just what I respect you so much for being able to speak openly about it, because it's one thing to talk about. And I know it sounds funny to me. It's like, oh, yeah, I almost died. Brain's almost. Yeah, I'm one in four. Like, that's kind of a thing. But like, if you're talking about like relationships, that's almost more personal because that's like an emotional side, not necessarily like a physical thing that happened to us. And for you to speak so freely and open about it, I thought it was like a breath of fresh air and it made me love you even more, which is almost impossible. And when you said, you know, you're still working on loving you, Mimi, trust me, it's really easy. You're dope. Mm. You really are. And I remember you dancing in the hospital in like tiny little booty shorts. And it wasn't even that they're tiny, just you're little. And you were getting the, the sickest groove on. And I didn't really know you at the time. And I'm like, I absolutely adore this person. I would walk into the fires of Mordor. Yeah, that's right. Joe got that nerdy right now because of Mimi's moves. But I I just appreciate you so much being open with your story, being open with your emotions, um, being open with your physicality and being like, you know what? I don't care. This is who I am. You either dig it or you don't. I appreciate you for that. You know, when it comes across. Mm -hmm in your book it comes across in your in you your aura and it comes across in your comedy and I, i'm i'm a big fan of that mm-hmm. it also comes across in your podcasts which i've been hey. listening to again <laughs> I, I really love the episode you did with um emily i've actually listened to that twice oh yeah that's a great one that was really great oh and podcast is name mimi and the brain it's me, me, it's me, me and her brain, 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 brain. So, so I'm sorry, continue. Oh, I was going to ask you if there are any parts of the book that you were like, I mean, we're, we're good friends now, you know? Yeah. So like, or were there things in there that you're like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Or she didn't tell me that. Well, or like, I didn't know anything about you. You know what I mean? Like, right. like I know you, but I don't really know anything about you. So everything was kind of new and fresh. It's it's a nice little um, window into who you are as a person, which I dig. It's also weird because you were a teacher. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's it still blows my mind that you at some point taught children. <laughs> Why is that so hard to believe? Number one, you're the size of a child. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know Great. what I mean? Like you're you're you're, <laughs> you're you're really little. You're incredibly inappropriate. I am. I am for sure. But you have like this really kind of fucked up sense of humor, which I dig. That's why we're friends. 
And I'm like, how were you in charge of kids? Um, I have a filter in my brain. I don't have that (laughs) at all. I guess the transition from um, teacher into creative, that Mm -hmm. was, that's, that's, that's interesting to me. That was like, I don't know how you did it. I still don't know how you've done it, you know, because it's so weird to go from like this corporate be like this, Mm -hmm. do this to be like, oh, this is just I'm doing this. But actually, like me as a teacher, if you would have spent one day in my classroom, you're like, oh, that's so her. Like I wasn't I didn't really I mean, I had what I I had to do what I had to do. I had to teach certain curriculum. I had to do, you know, standardized testing. But I was such a goofball. Like. And and because I I know shocking right, um, <laughs> shock and awe. I have I literally have right behind me that the audience cannot see. I found these in my parents' basement, and these are letters from my students. Um, oh. And I had them write me letters um, both years I taught at the end of the year, and I said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> Just write me a letter <laughs> if you want me to, because I want to know if I helped you at all. And um, oh. and they say, I mean, some of them are really like. Every once in a while, pull out one from from a guy, a quiet gentleman in the back could be like, "Hey, miss, here's my number. I turn eighteen. Yes, I'm like ah, maybe no joke. Right now, i in my head. I was like, I absolutely would have slipped her my number. I would have because this is junior high school, right? Or high school? High school. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, even worse, even worse. I know, but seriously, Joe, if you would have seen me teach, you'd be like, wow, she's so passionate and she's so goofy and weird and like forgetful and silly and ridiculous Mm -hmm. and the kinds of things I would do in there and the way that I would behave and just how I, I, that's where I built my stage presence as a performer. I was always in front of kids, right? Hello. That's interesting. That's really interesting because that's a very tough crowd. Oh, yeah. You think? they're, they're like to, to, I am who are like, <laughs> uh, I just want to Snapchat, uh, eat Cheetos. I don't oh my God, them. Mimi, I'm older than you. I was like, yeah, it was really, really hard. That's technology <laughs> really screws this whole teaching thing up. Yes. yes. Uh, you know, back in the day when I was like in high school and junior high school, I wasn't allowed to bring a Walkman. Yeah, that's right. Walkman, not an iPod. Old fart. A Walkman. Ancient. Back in, back in the dizzy. Like that's, you know, back in the day, I think it was a Tuesday back in the day. That's what it was. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple podcast app today. That's so crazy that you went through that. Let me ask you a question. Okay. So now you're an entertainer. Like I would say overall, like you're an amazing entertainer. You're you sing, you dance. No, you don't sing. You definitely dance. I do sing. I do sing. And every do time sing? I do sing, some, yeah. And every time I post something of me singing, people say, wow, why don't you sing more? And I'm like, ah, it's just one more thing, but I haven't had time I have for. A, I have a request. You're going to have to sing something on social media for me today. <laughs> okay. Fine. Yeah. She said it. She said it. So, and I'm going to record it. I'm going to record it on my phone and I'm just going to play it over and over and over again. So now that you're like in a, a free entertainer, right? Like you, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. You're an author. You're a one woman shower. No, that sounds weird. <laughs> you're, 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 performer? You're, yeah, performer. No, that sounds even weirder now, especially after saying one woman shower. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Mimi does burlesque. So uh, you never know. Uh, <laughs> are, we, are those tassels in the background? So do you ever take a step back sometimes and think, OK, I really wish I was still a teacher. Mm. you know because that was where your life was taking you the trajectory was taking you i'm just this is going to be my lifelong career is shaping the minds of children which is frightening enough but do you ever take a step back because i know like being being in entertainment it's difficult it's not easy being a teacher it's difficult it's not easy but do you ever take a step back and say wow i just really wish that that's the career path that i was still on or do you enjoy the freedom of where you're at you know, that's a really good question. There's a lot of things I do miss about teaching. Believe it or not, the paycheck, solid paycheck. And that's that's saying something because we did not make a lot of money. Um, For what you guys do, you guys are severely underpaid, but yes. you're still making a decent living. Right. And, and um, well, it's not that it just as decent. It's steady. Steady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I had a steady income. Um, I had a purpose. 
but that being said, that purpose was so bogged down in the day-to-day trauma of being an educator. Like people have no idea what they're talking about when they talk to teachers. They really don't know what it's like to be in a classroom with 30 kids or more because of the class sizes with a door closed, trying to just get them to just do a single thing. Just put your name on a piece of paper. Let me do my job. Um, and I worked with the very like high, you know, high needs kids, you know, kids that like had come from all kinds of backgrounds, which made it that much more rewarding when I read these letters that I'm like in tears. Every time I read them, I'm in tears because I'm like, I had no idea I had that much impact on this kid. I literally, literally thought they, like this. And these are, these are kids from all walks of life, kids that would sit in the back and I'm like, they don't, they're not even listening or they don't hear me or there's no way that they're connecting to me. This crazy little white lady running around forgetting everything and bumping into desks and ribbing her pants on the desk. Cause she can't, <laughs> she's so bloody discoordinated, you know, but I really, I miss um, the highs. I miss the highs of teaching. I don't miss anything else. <laughs> I don't miss having to call parents. I don't miss uh-huh. like having to grade. Oh my God. I still have nightmares sometimes where I wake up and I'm like grading papers. Did you not have a TA? Um, so actually sometimes I did because I was a cool teacher. I had a lot of kids mm-hmm. that were like, can I just sit in your class and like be your TA? Um, that's what they sounded like. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. That's funny. That's what you sounded like too. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually just my voice. Um, <laughs> but Yeah, I I loved working with kids. I loved um, being myself and not, you know, having to, yeah, it was performative. It was actually performative, you know, and it gave me a structure, but it was just too hard for me at that stage of my life. Um, People ask me like, would I go back? And I'm like, I don't know yet. Um, I have a lot of time to think about that. I well, still have all of my old teaching stuff in my parents' basement. I have. You should set so that shit stuff. ablaze. <laughs> Just have like a bonfire because what you're doing is essential. Like I, I really feel what you're doing is very, very important because of the lives that you're going to touch. I'm not saying you're not going to do that with the kids, but you know what? Fuck them kids. No, no, Joe. Stop. We love the children. We do. And actually, Joe, these same kids. So once I quit, I let them add me on Facebook. And I said, no, oh, awkward. Creepy. Oh, my God. Are you going to date one of the students? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> that's my, like, calm down voice. Get off the door. Hey, sit down. I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> but I really was like, I'm moving to New York City. I'm going to be a performer. I'm trying to get my oh surprise I've been writing a book this whole time like yes I have a life outside of this you know job and some of those kids came to my book launch some of those students the good ones and they'll still reach out to me sometimes and be like oh my god you're amazing I want to like be a writer now or like I remember like I just read one of these letters and she was like I've saved all your little comments on my papers because they were like oh and like like I would give her, I would spend a lot of time reading their work. And so I would mm-hmm. give them a lot of feedback. And she was like, every, I would just cherish, like just seeing your handwriting on my, and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my so gosh. Like, I know that I'm still teaching. I'm just doing it in a different way now. I'm just doing I, it in a different absolutely. way. Absolutely. Be careful with that student. I'm pretty sure she's going to murder you and wear your flesh. <laughs> I, I, it's just, I'm just spitballing. I think that's kind of the first thing that came to my mind. But no, that's such a beautiful, I don't mean to ruin your beautiful moment, but you know, forever 13. I think that, I think that's amazing. Anytime that you can change someone's life and because literally you were changing the future. And I know that sounds a little weird, but you literally, you were changing the future. And I think that's such a beautiful thing, but you're actually doing the same thing right now. Telling your story, people reading your book, people listening to your stand up, people who've seen your one woman show, that's going to end up transitioning into a bigger and better show. Who knows? Uh, Netflix, Hulu. Wait, what's the new one? Disney Plus. I'm Woo! going big. Disney Plus. You know, uh, what, uh, yeah, she's going to be the sequel of Mandalorian. It's going to be me and your brain. <laughs> it's going to be me and Baby Yoda, and we're going to be just in the dog park and just they're, they're just going to be hanging out. And Baby Yoda is going to be looking down at Mimi because she's that small. If you want to join the Change the Face of Stroke campaign and be part of the movement, send your black and white photo to hello at the neuronerds.com. We're going to be releasing videos daily as part of this campaign. So if you're a stroke survivor under the age of 50 and would like to be included in our Change the Face of Stroke videos, 
please submit your black and white photo, ideally on a white background, to hello at theneuronerds.com. Strokes can happen to anyone, anywhere, from any ethnic background and age. By spreading more awareness of this, we hope to educate and help prevent strokes in the future. Join our campaign, Change the Face of Strokes. But I think what you're doing is really important because, so I took a step back and I started thinking about like helping the community and the people that like we converse with and that we're literally changing so many lives because it's not just the person that we're talking to. It's like being nice, you know? It's, um, you're changing the the way one person thinks, which in turn is changing the way that the next person that they're conversing with thinks and speak. They're being nicer. They're being nicer to the family, their friends. And then it just keeps on spreading. And then we're all a hippie love happiness. No more wars. And like we're high fiving. We have universal health care. It's like this beautiful thing. This is what we're doing right now, Amy. We're changing lives one person at a time. But I have I, to believe that. I really you, do. You not have to. You you should because that's what it is. You know, um, there's been what a couple of people that you've been like, oh, hey, Joe, talk to this person. And because and, I was talking to them and I'm like, oh, wow, I'll talk to somebody. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I was chatting with, uh, do you know Mimi Hayes? I was like, do I know Mimi Hayes? How do you know Mimi? I got like very aggressive <laughs> for some reason. But it, it, we're, there's something so fulfilling and there's something so beautiful about changing lives, you know, and having an effect on people. Um, what's helped me is like, I really like me now. And I think you struggle with that. Like I struggled with it. I struggle. I didn't really like me too much growing up. I was very mean to myself. I was very um, uh, dismissive of my own feelings. I didn't really know how to process anything. I didn't really know how to deal with anything. And I was kind of miserable. And therefore I was a passenger in other people's lives. That's why I would try to help people so much. Now I'm like, I, I like being here. I, I like this. This is, this is cool. And you know what? I like me too. I don't know. It sounds like really like <laughs> strange group therapy. You know I'm a good person. I like me. So other people will like me too, but no, it's a very important thing when you were saying, yeah, it's, it's hard to, you know, um, uh, like you, I guess, or like, uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> It's hard to do anything for you, but you, Mimi, you are very likable. You're a very important person in this world. I appreciate you so much. Do you have the same, um, do you get the same feeling? Like when you read those letters that you do when people are coming up to you after your show and they were like, oh my gosh, because you, when we were, when we talked about it, you were like, oh yeah, people like talk to me about it. And like, do you get that same feeling? At first, I was like surprised, which is so crazy, like especially with the show, like people come up and first I'm like, how did you find me? Why are you here in this warehouse <laughs> seeing my one woman show? You could be anywhere else and you're here in Scotland. But when they would tell me how it would impact them and that either they had had a bright injury themselves or they knew someone, it was just like, they're like, you're doing, you're doing this. You're making a difference. You're, you're speaking your truth. It's incredibly vulnerable. And it made them want to share their stories too. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And the same thing with the letters. I'm like, and it's, it's just, I'm always like, why are you surprised? Girl, why are you surprised that these people like you? Get it together. Yeah, right. <laughs> because really like I, I have been me my whole life, but it's just a weird experience when you start to really appreciate you and you mm -hmm. become more you. Like right. I'm the meest me that I've ever been. And how freeing and beautiful is that? I love it. I You guys missed that face that Mimi made. It was perfection. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love it. It's so great because literally you don't care what other people think about you. And then you're like, oh yeah, people like this. Cool. I also don't care if they don't. And you're just being yourself and it feels so good. And then what that does in effect especially in the brain injured community, people see you being yourself and that you love yourself and they go, Oh my God, I want to love myself too. And I don't right now. And how can I do that? And I'm like, listen, it's cool. It's really hard. It's a difficult, you are literally like preaching. Yes. To the choir. I, I <laughs> seriously am like, I'm almost emotional right now because what, this is why I say it's like so important. What all of us do, this is why we all have to connect and talk with one another. Basically there are a lot of people out there who are just kind of like isolated and alone and they don't mm -hmm. really know how to, move forward a little bit. And I think the more we open up these conversations, do the things that we do for ourselves, as well as a community, we're kind of giving people the opportunity. We're showing them the way, Hey, giving them permission almost. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can do this. You mm -hmm. can laugh at yourself. You can 
pat yourself on the back. You can, you can just own it, you know, own, be you. We almost died. Yes. That sucks. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Are we going to whine and complain about it? We could, mm-hmm. that's not really going to get us anywhere. So instead of doing that, that's been done. I think we've all done that. Like we all kind of still do that at some point. What's more, what's, I was going to say, what's more better. <laughs> what's <laughs> much better than that. Right. And I'm talking to a teacher and my grammar is that bad <laughs> is enjoying ourselves is taking a step up, living our life to its fullest, I guess, you know, loving ourselves so we can like love everything else. You can't really appreciate anything unless you appreciate yourself first. And these are things like I'm saying I still struggle with on on the daily. Like mm-hmm. I really, really do. But the more and more I do it, the easier it gets. Like you you mentioned, you know, talking to, to people and people like, oh, I want to be able to do that. I posed I had like a really bad hand tremor incidents at dinner and I really didn't want to post it. And I posted it. And then people started sending me videos of them with their tremors in their hands. Mm-hmm. One of my really good friends, I had no idea that she had tremors in her hand. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And she shared that with me and it made me cry, but it was such a beautiful thing. That's why I think like what we're doing is essential. And I hope you never become a teacher because <laughs> I think I said it before. Fuck them kids. No, we love them kids. But I think it's it's so important what you're doing for the community. Like, I, I, I really do. And I absolutely know you're going to be a massive success at everything that you do because you're amazing. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us, too, and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. And something that I want to say to people, like I get uh, messages from a lot of people um, in the community who have had brain injuries and they see that I'm very high functioning and um, you maybe get this juju and they're like, oh my God, I wish I could be this or I wish I could do that. Or um, I can't do what I used to do. I can't go back to work. I can't do this. And I said, okay, listen, pump the brakes. First of all, you're comparing and that's the death of joy. It really is because you cannot compare your brain injury to mine because we have different heads, dude. We got different brains and they were impacted in different places. And don't think for one second that I don't still struggle. But right. I'm not going to, you know, hide that from you. I'm going to show you. And when I show people my struggles and when I, that's actually how you found me was I was sharing videos of me on the subway with my headphones that then were not as advanced as the ones I'm wearing today. Noise canceling, baby. Um, <laughs> um, but I really like struggle on a day-to-day basis with certain things. And so it's like, you can sit there and look at the things that I'm able to do and feel really negative. Or you can say, Hey, I wonder what she's doing to be positive. It, despite what she's going through, because yes. everyone has a different journey. Everyone has different things they are going to struggle with. You may never get back functionality in certain things, but that's not a reason to compare and say that you lack something when you don't. Right. You know, I, so I, re- I really I remember that message. You know, I, I remember the it, like when I first found you and I saw you and like, I still just want to you were like in a little ball almost. I just want to hug you because I know what that felt like. And it was such a beautiful, vulnerable moment. And it's I think from that moment on, I was like, this chick's gonna be my friend, whether she likes it or not. That's right. <laughs> I'm forcing my friendship on you. Um, but it, it's it was such a, a beautiful moment in time for me because it was the first time that I was like, someone like me, that's I, I do that. Like that's I feel that. And I was like, oh, there's others. And that's why it's like really, really important for everybody in this community to talk and share because you might be like, well, I don't want to share that. It's embarrassing. Cool. What about other people who are going through the exact same thing? They need to know that they're not alone. They need to know that there's others like them. Just like us. <laughs> and then we're all, uh, this is going to like culminate in a, um, in a, in a back room fight club, brain injured fight club. We're, are we still going to do that? Yeah, I think we're, we're going to do that. Fight club. Don't talk about fight club.
<laughs> yeah, because brain injury. I don't remember. <laughs> what, what fight club? Right, right. right. Oh, yeah. Also, the, the second rule: no hits to the head. None. Ooh, no hits. To the head. That's <laughs> off limits, yo. I got to so, press the in. <laughs> we should have the Lauren kick noise right there. <laughs> are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for a community and support? Well, the Neuro Nerds are here to help. Join our hashtag #UsoRock Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/UsoRock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at joesorocks.com/UsoRock, and submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, you, you so rock. rock. So, book number two in the works? Um, actually, maybe. No, yes. Okay. Now, okay. it doesn't necessarily have to be a sequel, here's right? It doesn't have to be. No. Here's the thing. I wrote, I wrote a second book, actually, my first year. Oh, sh- I already wrote it. I just seriously? haven't done anything with it. Uh, 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 <laughs> That's amazing. Like, no, I, I, this is amazing to me. Like, I, I really, it's, it's amazing that you're, cause you're an amazing writer. Like I, I love your voice on paper. It's not even on paper it, when it's spoken into my ear. I, I love that. Okay. And you already have another book. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have a working title? Uh, yes. It's a, are you, are you, you don't have to share, but no, be awesome I will. Actually, I will because it's not like anyone's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's called snippets from a school teacher and other shit. My students say about me. Oh, so not necessarily doesn't, it's not like a, a, a sequel to the um, brain injury. This is just um, not technically, but actually like, so I was writing the both books at the same time. One was mm-hmm. the, the brain injury book. And then the other one was it's basically right now as it stands, it's a teacher diary. So it is, it is actually a natural follow-up because it shows you the first year of teaching in intimate detail. That's <laughs> amazing. Like every single day I would be writing. I, I wrote this whole book and it's like, it needs a lot of work right now. I'll say that. Um, and I was too traumatized to even look at it for like three years. So right. I'm finally at the point where I'm like, you know, maybe I should polish this up. Maybe I should pitch it. Maybe I should go and find an agent and do stuff like that but i'm also working on tv show so well yeah no that's that's awesome i'm i'm really really excited because at the end of your second book i'm sure people are going to be like you have to have a brain injury to want to be a teacher yes you must have something wrong with your head to want to do this (laughs) i'm really really excited how's it the 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 um the tv show coming it's good um i have the pilot i i'm working on um adapting so that the the first book um, is the first season of the TV series. So the pilot kind of covers the diagnosis and I've dramatized it a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I was never in a, um, ambulance, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pass out at school. I was on a date and I have a lot of like, you know, details I've pulled from the book and from my life, but I'm trying to also make it a bit more TV savvy. So I'm trying to oh, like, no, yeah, of course. spice it up a bit. Um, you were on a date with a dude who's probably sad masturbating himself to sleep right now. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> no. Just saying. Just saying. JS. <laughs> JS. I so gave what about- all the guys different names. I did not use anyone's real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All their their names should have been Richard because they're all dicks. So, what about? <laughs> all right, so, uh, stand up wise, do you have any um, uh, new stuff you're working on? Any any work workshop and new jokes? Um, yeah, actually, I did a I did an open mic um, Sunday, and I was like pulling out some old teacher stuff, and people were like really quiet, and I was like, "You guys, I wasn't in Nam, okay? Like, I survived. I got out." <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it was just it was a Sunday night, and it was really bad weather, so there wasn't like a ton of people there. But I was like, "You guys didn't like the teacher stuff, did you? Like, what's going on with you guys?" Um, but I have I have some shows coming up, and um, there's actually a United like a solo New York City United solo um, application. Ooh that I want to submit my one woman show to. Um, so I got to polish up my scripty script and um, maybe send that over. But I'm, I would love to perform. I mean, I, I love the one woman show, I think a bit more than stand up at this time. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, I want to be able to perform it um, in New York city. So I need to focus on that as well. Ooh, you should also um, have somebody on the West coast pitching your stuff to every third person he meets. Oh, you do. <laughs> 
<laughs> Told you viciously loyal. I know. I, I'm so excited about your future projects. I am. I, I can't tell you, Mimi, how much I appreciate you as a friend, first and foremost. As a person, secondly, well, I guess. No, I'm just <laughs> I think you're amazing. I so you you are my friend. You're one of my my favorite people in the world. I really, I really feel super close to you. We've become really, really good friends over I think this year, right? Uh what have no, we not become been, good friends it's, it's been over a year it's well no but like that we've become but, good friends yes so yes. i think it's been like specifically the last few months we've become like really it's, close it's friends i think inseparable yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In- inseparable via marco polo and <laughs> skype <laughs> but you know you you've talked to me in some really down dark times i've done the same which is very rare for me that i never do that so that speaks volumes of how much I appreciate you as a friend that I actually mm-hmm. opened up and shared some shit with you, Mimi Hayes and your brain. Uh. So I absolutely adore you. I absolutely, I believe in you so much. Like I really, really do. I, I just know how big a success you're going to be in anything and everything that you do. You're, you're, you're like Lauren, you're a Renaissance woman. You do it all except pole dance. Do you pole dance? Do you pole dance? Mimi, tell me you pole dance. I don't know the upper body strength for that at this juncture <laughs> I, I i actually think and i think i think you might be able to pole dance on a straw mimi hayes is a very small person <laughs> <laughs> so so definitely check out mimi's podcast mimi and the brain which come on man that alone greatest name of a podcast ever next to the neuro nerds mm-hmm. js just saying there <laughs> Definitely go get Mimi's book. And if you're like me, you can't process things through reading. Definitely check it out on Audible because it is the Neuro Nerds book of the month. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know if there's like book of the month music or anything like that. We should. <laughs> Did you see the title of the book? Oh, Mimi Hayes. It's okay. It's just a hole in my head. No, no. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. It's just a hole in my. Head. Yes. I, I like the, the the visual cue I got with Mimi's eyes getting really big. Like, look, dummy, you said the title wrong. <laughs> I appreciate you being on the show and, and talking about you know the, your process and the things that you've done and opening up a little bit about like you know, look, loving yourself. It's not easy. It's not, but it's something that's essential and something that we all need to do. Sharing our stories is something that we absolutely need to do because we need to do it for ourselves. We also need to do it for our community. Don't be selfish guys. Don't be selfish. People need us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mimi yell at them. Teacher. Oh yeah. Get it together. You guys get on the stage. Tell your story. Even if yeah, be, be, su- <laughs> do it. Be, be Southern for some reason. <laughs> do that. Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. Mimi, I, I appreciate you so much. Do you have any um, shows coming up um, in New York? I will have shows. I post them on my Instagram. So. Boom. Speaking of socials, you can follow Mimi at Mimi Hayes Brain on Instagram. You can also follow Mimi's podcast at Mimi and the Brain on Instagram. You can follow me at Joso Rocks everywhere. You can follow Lauren at Lauren El Manzano on Instagram. You can follow us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. <laughs> See, knocked out all the socials. Yeah, yeah. Mimi is amazing. Mimi is one of my closest friends, one of my dearest, sweetest, most beautiful, pasty people in the world. <laughs> I, I seriously, no joke, Mimi, I love you so much and I appreciate you so much. And I can't wait to hear what's coming up next. I can't wait to see you on the big screen. <gasps> really? I'm putting it out there. Like I'm putting it out there. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to binge watch your show. 2021. No, yeah. Within the next 2020 is like a week away. It's not a week. It's like three weeks away. So I know I'm saying this within five years, I'm going to binge watch your show. Let's put that out there. Let's put that energy. Let's put that hippie vibration out there. Right. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm really looking for a really weird story to green light because I'm a very important CEO. I don't know who you are. If you're listening, come on, hit us up. What are you waiting for? What are you doing? What what are you waiting for? Just just like at her shows, she'll take you around the back. (laughs) Wait, no? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, no, for a conversation. Wink, wink. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we don't talk about that. No hits to the head. So so on this very strange devolved episode note, (laughs) this neuro nerd and that neuro teacher are out. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Mimi, I'm so happy to see you this early in the morning. It is not early here. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.